You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, and this is podcast episode number 1,252, and it's interview number 1,565. We've been on the air since March of 2009, and we're the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, California. Through dedication to bring the best in innovative cybersecurity, CISOshare is the leading cybersecurity company in Southern California. Not only do they offer various virtual services, but also the best program assessments, large-scale professional services in the security and development area. That's why I've invited their CEO, Mike Gentile, to join us to share more about his story and his company. If you'd like to learn more about our radio show and podcast or the CEO peer groups that I chair, please visit my website, Critical Mass for FOR Business. Com. Mike, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Richard. It's great to have you here. Maybe you could tell us a little bit. I said, kind of gave an intro, but tell us a little bit more about CISO Share. What makes you unique in the minds of your clients and prospects? Sure. So we're really positioned as a socially conscious enabler of cyber progress. And in the world of cybersecurity, where everything is always you know, uh, you've got a problem, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick. We focus on helping organizations to understand where they're at, but then what are the things that they're doing good and how can we further enable those in order to make them get healthier quick in the realm of cybersecurity. Wow, that so is different, huh? It is. It's like positive it is. psychology and cybersecurity. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't go work out, and by the end of working out, they tell you, yeah, you've reduced your, your heart failure by, you know, 10%, right? <laughs> um, that's how cybersecurity works today. Right. And that's why, you know, a lot of times when we talk to a board or we go in and talk to an organization, you know, it's like, oh, it's, it's like going to the dentist, right? Right. It doesn't need to be like that. And just like you're going to get more motivated uh, when you work out by seeing how you've improved and get uh, get insight onto how to get better that's what we try to do um, now we do want to understand where you're where you're bad um, and where you've got issues but we like to present in that progress and really positive based mindset um, because we think just like in everything else in the world it's just a more effective way of doing things so so what who do you sell to who are your clients you know I like to ask entrepreneurs when they're on their show what's your most successful niche market so let's use marketing terms but where do you see the uptick for CISO share yeah so I mean basically any organization that's handling data or information is going to be uh, in the realm of needing help for CISO share well, which that's is everybody exactly Exactly. I mean, really, uh, we do business in different, you know, in some spaces that have more regulatory requirements for data, like healthcare and finance and things like that. And in the past, that used to be the primary driver, right? I just, mm -hmm. you know, I have healthcare data. I don't want to get fined by by um, Health and Human Services, so I'm going to basically bring us in to make sure that they're compliant. Well. A couple of years ago, that really changed because what happened is organizations started to get ransomed. They started to get attacked. And as soon as that started happening, as those technical systems and data and data became such a critical part of the business, you know, and basically they'd get attacked and they shut down. Mm -hmm. That really opens the gamut to our customer base uh, to to really everybody. Right. Well, you're on our program because you qualified Inc. 5000, fast-growing companies. So tell me a little bit about your company's growth. 
Yeah, so the, I think the the primary reason why we've grown is in addition to being really socially conscious, from day one at CISO Share, we focused on being a learning and teaching environment, meaning that anyone that comes to work at CISO Share or is involved with CISO Share, we will teach you anything, but we ask that you also learn and teach on to others. Okay. Uh, over 50% of the people that work at, at CISO Share, and it's really even growing now, CISOshare is their first cybersecurity job. And that mindset of really looking at things, specifically in the world of cybersecurity, where if I asked everyone here, uh, you know, what is their definition of security, we'd get a bunch of different answers, right? right. Um, and that's because security is in the eye of the beholder, right? So with what we're doing, we found that the most effective cybersecurity professionals are those that can learn quickly the perspective of others and themselves and then teach both their perspective to others and teach in a way to people in which they can understand the information uh, uh, so that they can do something with it. Hmm. And in that confusing realm of cybersecurity <laughs> where it means anything to everyone, right. that concept has really exploded. Um, in the beginning, it exploded with people that just saw cybersecurity as a, you know, as a as an important a place where they could get work, and so they came to us, and we right. were taking anybody. Right. Um, but then it also started to resonate in the community with people that are like, "Wow, that learning and teaching model is something that makes sense." So customers started really hiring us for that because they liked that approach, and also people that were senior in the discipline also were like. Okay, I like that. I get more calls now from people that want to become a part of us because of either the learning and teaching things we're doing and how that translates into some of the socially conscious initiatives that we have in terms of supporting our community than at any time before. Um, and so it's, it's just interesting how it's really uh, exploded. That's so interesting that um, taking a different approach to what is traditional in your space not only attracts talent to your brand, but it attracts customers, clients to your company as well. Yeah, I mean, and really, cybersecurity as an industry is completely broken. And oh. look at the statistics on companies being breached. I mean, they're saying that over 90% of organizations have had an actual breach. Um, that's unbelievable. That doesn't just mean that, you know, someone has tried to get in. That means they've actively got Succeeded, in. Yeah. And not only that, I mean... Our community, and even saying that statistic, as people are listening, people are numb to it. Right. Um, they, it doesn't even strike anything. Where if we said that ninety over ninety percent of people in Orange County had cancer, <laughs> that's going to spark something, right. right? It doesn't in 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 in, in cybersecurity. We've realm. become numb to it. We sort of expect it as a cost of doing business, right? Exactly. And, and there's a miss. And I'm taking, I'm speaking with Mike Gentile. He is CEO of CISO Share. Uh, one of the things that I noticed, I work with middle market CEOs and business owners. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a prevailing belief that it's a problem for the big guys. Yeah. That it's the big companies that have to worry about being attacked. And yeah. when we've had people come in and talk to them about cybersecurity and cyber threat, it's like, no, you're actually a prime target. You know, yeah. in the middle market companies. Yeah, I get all the time. Uh, you know, if we go and talk with a board, it's changing a little bit now. Um, but you know, you go and talk with an executive team or whatever, and they're like, you know what, we're we're under under the radar for security, you know, people aren't people <laughs> right. aren't interest, yeah. interested in us. You know, right. they're not going to hit target. us. They're going to yeah. hit these other companies. Equifax. And and then I tell them, you know, well, you know that the beginning stages of attacks are all automated. It's yeah. little bots it's that random. are circling around the internet. So right. I guarantee looking that, for vulnerability. Exactly, exactly. So um, really, the whole I don't need to worry about this is is has, has, has gone away. So yeah. so the the challenge is that as you continue to build protection 
the other guys, the bad guys, are continuing to figure out new ways of breaking that breaking through or getting around it, right? I mean, it's yeah. a constant game of cat and mouse, it seems like, yeah. with, with two prevailing forces trying to work against each other. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, um, you know, really in the cybersecurity domain, again, the way in which many people are approaching cybersecurity as a discipline hasn't changed in, in, in 20 years in terms of our best practice standards, all of the things that are occurring. And that's why organizations are losing so badly. And in our kind of different approach and learning and teaching uh, model and really this progress-based approach, we feel that um, it's, it's at least a different way of attacking the problem, and okay. we're, we're seeing tremendous amount of results. Um, clearly, you know, doing a compliance-based assessment and just telling people that they're torched all day long, <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. It just doesn't, doesn't work. It like, doesn't feel like a good life for yeah. you as a company either. So no. um, let's talk about the company name. CISO sure. Share. How did you decide on that? Yeah, so the thing with CISO Share is it was an absolute mistake. Um, so um, I love it here on Critical Mass Radio yeah, Show. Yeah, an yeah. honest entrepreneur. Yeah, so I like the share portion of CISO. So originally I took CISO, uh -huh. which... We, what does that stand for? Exactly. That was the, what led to the mistake. Oh, okay. Nobody freaking knows. What it stands for is Chief Information Security Officer. Right. So basically what I thought is, you know, we want to get out there and a highly searched keyword at the time was Chief Information Security Officer. Okay. Um, so we wanted CISO, so it would, it would resolve well. And then mm -hmm. the share was all, that was associated with the learning and teaching model, really sharing knowledge wow. okay. and sharing information. Where it was really broken is that a, most people don't know what a CISO is. So if it was security share, maybe that would have worked. Mm -hmm. Or something like that, it might have been more pervasive and it really might have taken on. Also, it's hard to pronounce, so people say CISO share. And right. So it's really all about a lot of what we teach and what we try to profess is that you have to understand the perspective of, of, of your audience and who you're communicating with. And if most people don't know what a CISO or CISO or however they're going to say it is it's right. problematic um so are more and more companies though hiring a chief information security absolutely officer? so that position absolutely. is a c-suite position yes kind of enlightened companies know not only do i need a chief information officer i need somebody that focuses solely on security absolutely yeah there there has to be someone that's in charge i think the misnomer associated with that is that even for a small organization, it's not just one person that will manage an effective right. security effort. Right. It needs to be a series of roles throughout the organization that are effectively, that are actually um, effectively, it's all the people dropping that they need to hire. <laughs> they need to actually hire more than one person they can't afford to <laughs> the find. Market, yeah, the right. That yeah. was six CEOs that just dropped dead outside. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> We're having an impact. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I told you. We freak people out. Right. When we come in, uh, <laughs> That's funny. Um, but essentially, it's a series of roles, um, and those roles are more than one one person. But absolutely, an organization needs to have a uh, all of those different roles to have an effective security effort or program mm -hmm. within their organization. Right, because one person clicking on the wrong email, not understanding the guidelines about you know clicking links from unknown sources, can blow up the best plans of security. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. And and that's hard to imagine because especially in a distributed company where maybe you have people that aren't even working in the office anymore because they work from home. I mean, getting that culture of 
being sensitive to security and doing the right thing has got to be a, a, a job that requires a lot of repetition. Yeah, and if you look at the, the process that you just described, in that, you need someone that can actually implement technical safeguards that prevent you from clicking on stuff. You need right. someone that understands how to do training and awareness with people in order to do it. You need someone that can document the policies and procedures and standards for an organization that tell people, hey, what types of things can I click on? Uh, and then you need people to actually d understand the business and integrate security into different business steps in the organization. So where organizations get really stuck right now is that they are starting to think that they need a security leader or a CISO. Right. Um, but getting one person, either you're getting He-Man or Shira who can come in and do all those things, which yeah. we don't find, or right. you're going to need to really get a series of people that can handle that in a coordinated fashion. So. Wow. I, I, thank, I so much enjoy having you on the show. Um, and I've been looking forward to having you here because I think this is a you're in. I love it when I have entrepreneurs on the program who have macro or technical trends as a tailwind. And I think, as we've talked about more and more in the zeitgeist of any business owner, is now this idea that they're under threat. And they need to put up procedures and policies and actions to protect their company because there's a lot of bad actors out there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and you have that. Um, but I love the way you are sharing knowledge using social media platforms. You're doing your own podcast. You do video training. You do a lot of things in addition to running a good business and providing a good service. Can you talk a little bit about why you decided, in addition to running a good business, these other ventures and marketing efforts and information are appropriate for your business? Well, it all builds on the learning and teaching model, right? And and carrying out messaging in different ways that people can consume it and understand it. So that was really the mindset. So from the beginning with everything we do, whether it's in our consulting services or in our managed services or in our marketing services, it's all about understanding how to present information in which it can be consumed. So we do things like, you know, majority of our reports are only on one page. There's never more than seven categories of information on a page because the human brain can't support that. Hmm. So as that translates to getting customers and getting our messaging out, using our marketing channels and different channels in ways that people can consume and understand information ties right into that. Um, I'd like to think that I was, you know, uh, I knew I wanted to do marketing and I knew I wanted to carry messaging through channels that um, in a way that people could consume it. The whole marketing game for me as an entrepreneur has been brutal uh, in terms of actually getting results and things like that. <laughs> I think what we did this time, I owe 1000% um, the success of our marketing efforts to, to our team here. Okay. Um, I think the things that we did that enabled that the only thing i did that i am a firm believer as it relates to marketing is i like to have internal teams okay um i am a huge proponent in doing a couple businesses now of having internal teams in areas that are directly connected to your miss mission and message of the company the another area where i'm a humongous believer is in development you know, there's a lot of stories that I, you know, and I've had other companies where I've used developers that are far away. Having our development team right next to our marketing. In fact, at our organization, I've got a lot of the effort of development actually rolling through our marketing effort now. So wow. it's so directly connected. Right. But 
having it internal so that it can give that energy and then empowering the team to run and they have run. Um, it wasn't, I didn't even, I wasn't a big podcast guy before we started doing our podcast. Um, that was all the team's idea. They executed on it. You know, they just come in there and have, have me, have me talk. Um, but yeah, I think it started with us knowing we needed to get the messaging out and our learning and teaching model, Mm -hmm. um, bringing in an internal team that could actually organize the, how to really, hear what we wanted to do and then run with it and then empowering them to do it. And wow, do they run? Now I just try to stay out of the team's team's way. Right. But you're featured in a lot of the content. So in addition to all the other demands you have on your time, you're making time to create a video or share your thoughts on the podcast. So, I mean, there's a, there's a piece of your day that's spent or week spent doing things that are sharing knowledge with the community. Absolutely. But there. I've always been an idea guy. Um, you know, that is, I, I am comfortable in my own skin. Many of my ideas blow. I'm also comfortable okay, with that. Right, yeah. um, they all can't I, be winners. I, I do kind of come up with. I, I, I think of the movie I, Night Shift when you say I'm an ideas <laughs> man. I don't know if you've ever seen Night Shift with her. But anyway. Yeah. So sorry, I basically. I digress. No, that's all right. That's all right. Um, so I always like to come up with ideas. But being able to, and I can write those ideas, okay. but being able to get those ideas filtered and organized in a way through, through marketing platforms and, and where they need to be cut, cut, where they need to be shaped, shaped, um, that's all through our marketing process. Hmm. And if you were to see a lot of times what, sometimes what I'll start out with and what it ends up as, right. um, I know when my ideas are really, really horrible, they just disappear <laughs> from our editing process. <laughs> Literally, like I'll write an article yeah. and it's, it's, it's like, you know, uh, like when Millie Vanilli goes in a Beavis and Butthead video, just, they don't say anything for like, you know, uh, they don't say anything. It's just gone. So, but yeah, I think being able to have, let an idea person start out with the ideas, but then putting it through a filtered editing process is a humongous aspect of putting out it makes content. it stronger, right? Yeah. So you brought a couple people with you. They're off camera, so I apologize for that. But who do we have in the room with you? Yes, yeah, so we have Miad, who runs uh, marketing. Also, Celine runs a lot of these other efforts associated with podcasting and getting out our messaging and, and overall awareness on uh-huh. things. Yeah. Is it impacting the company culture internally? I understand how, for me, I, I did it as a kind of background to get ready for this interview. I know how maybe prospects find it or customers find it. But are you seeing, in addition to the collaborated, co- collaboration that happens, but this ability to put this content out there, do you see anything as it comes back into the culture? It, it must reinforce the idea of sharing knowledge. It kind of is where I'm going. I'm sort of leading you to that answer. But I'm wondering, are you seeing that from beyond the marketing and development teams? Oh, yeah. I think we have – we're really trying to have a learning and teaching culture throughout everything we do at CISOshare as well as in the information that goes out of CISOshare. So I think our engagement and the types of ideas that come back have been really, really um, uh, pretty unbelievable. And I think we also – that is also really growing at an exponential pace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other thing that we've really used that interaction for is associated with our metric system to understand where we're going right with our marketing and where we're going wrong in terms of understanding the perception of our audience and understanding the perception internally and how that all comes you know, comes together. Right. So – 
What's the future hold for you, Mike? We've got a few minutes left here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Where are you taking CISO share? Yeah, I think for for me right now, this is the the most fun I've I've had in the company. <laughs> I, I literally am. I'm, That's I'm, excellent. I, I'm I'm actually I, I'm really having a blast because I think the biggest thing is that with me as a leader, I am comfortable in my skin right now and i'm really comfortable with empowering our team to go to the next uh to the next place um i think where CISO share goes um is going to be continuing to build on this socially conscious uh enabler of cyber progress and the reasoning for that is that cybersecurity presents the perfect industry to be socially conscious there's the one of the largest resource shortages out there in cybersecurity. Uh, and then on the other side of that, you've got the ability and all these people in that are out, need higher paying jobs in order to be successful. Either students right. that can't, you know, they're graduating and they can't get work or some of the programs that we're doing with United Way where we're taking people that are, that are, displaced right you, now you have a program for united way hiring united way absolutely united way? i had the ceo of united way on the show and then i had yep. the gentleman who runs the program on the show i think that is a, i wish we had more time to talk oh, about yeah. that because I, I think that's such a great program oh yeah absolutely well absolutely. i'm impressed that you're doing that yeah yeah so thank you where we're going is um and where it makes sense is there's all this need you can do so much good by training people up and getting them into the cybersecurity industry it's a high-paying industry right. and the cybersecurity industry needs all these people to come together. So while we're socially conscious, it's, it's, uh, it's connecting, it's connecting those two, uh, together. And wow. so that's where we're going. And that is only, um, I see that as only accelerating, um, in terms of, you know, what we're able to accomplish as a group over the, over the next couple of years. This has been a blast. The time has flown for me. I really well, appreciate yeah, you Thanks. coming in and sharing your story. This is I was excited to have you on the program. Thank you for putting out so much content. Thanks so much for having me. It made me comfortable having... This is the first time I've met you, but I feel like I knew you because I was able to watch and listen to you. Oh, the marketing team's smiling inside. Look at that. (laughs) That's part of the power of this platform, right? Absolutely. So I'm going to have you back in the future? Absolutely. All right. Anytime. So thank you very much for being a friend of the program. All right. And I'd like to thank our engineer for today, Mr. Paul Roberts, uh, engineering another great show, and our three producers without whom I could not do this show each week, Joan Park. In San Francisco, Crystal Nunley here here in Orange County. And our newest producer, Vanessa Holland, who's here in the studio. Uh, She's our social media producer. If you'd like to connect with me, let's do it on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show. Focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.